and back to uh, Fat Tuesday. I am Pastor Daisy Lowe, and these past few weeks I have been bringing a message of encouragement. I have been bringing a message on authority. I have been teaching uh, you guys who you are in Christ, and and nothing's going to change tonight. I, I, I pray that this message encourages you. Okay, so we're going to get started, and guess where I'm going? I'm going to Genesis, Genesis 1, again, because if... If I can get this established in your hearts and in your minds, and I'm not talking about your blood pump. Your heart is, is your mind. It's, it's, it's where your subconscious is. It's, where, it's the things that you think on. It's the things that you remember. It's the things that, uh, it's all those things that you have accumulated throughout your entire life that makes you you. But there is some stinking thinking that we have gotten into our system that we need to get out. And if I can take you back to the, the beginning of, of where it all began, then you will start to see what God was doing when he was building this kingdom. So, and my scripture is Genesis 1.26, and it says, Genesis 1.26, and it says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority or let them have dominion over the earth okay so god made us in his image his image his nature his character his personality we are the exact duplicate of kind and then when he made adam he breathed into adam and adam became a speaking spirit or a living being and he told adam listen when you go on down he told adam he said he says let them have authority over everything that creeps upon the earth and the the key in this whole scripture is when he released us into the earth he said let them have dominion so at that very moment god god took himself out of the equation and i know that's a lot for most people to grasp because everybody still um relies on god to do and god does do but he does it through you that's my whole point here. When he said, let them, he released the earth over to us, right? So I'm going to go to Psalms 115, if you don't mind turning there with me, and it should be on your screen. Okay, Psalms 115, this is our management contract. And this is what he says, 115 verses 15 through 16. And it says, may you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The, the heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Okay, check this out. In the CSB version, I think it's, it's CSB, and it says he has given the human race, um, the earth to the human race. In the Message Bible, he says, he has put us in charge of the earth. In the Good News Translated version, it says, he has given the earth to Adam's descendants. So this is the management, the kingdom management contract. This is where he has released the earth to us for us to manage it. So right now, the earth is in an uproar. The earth, there's a lot of things that are going on in the earth. And as I was studying today, preparing for this, and I know where I left off last week. I'm not flaky. I'm not fickle. I know exactly where I left off. I left off talking about authority, and I told you all that I was going to get back into the, our power and authority in the earth. Well, as I was studying today, uh, the Holy Spirit shifted me in, in a different direction. And I want you all to track with me on this. This is really good. We're going to Numbers 13. And in Numbers 13, 
this is going to be scripture heavy today. Um, we're going to start with verse 1 in Numbers 13, 1 uh, through 2, and it said, verses Numbers 13, and it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Send men to explore and scout out for yourselves the land of Canaan, which I, give to, which I have given to the Israelites. For each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader or a head among them. Okay, so everybody that should be familiar with this, with this scripture. Um, it's been preached over and over and over, but I think it's really fitting for this time uh, that we're in right now. And now we're going to turn to, uh, I think, verse, Numbers 13, verse 25. We'll turn over to verse 25, and we'll just start there. And it says, And they returned from scouting the land after 40 days. Um, they came to Moses and Aaron, and to all the Israelite co congregation in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought with them a word and showed them the land's fruit. They told Moses, we came to this land to, to which you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. This is its fruit. So they had proof that you know this, this land had everything in it that, that God said that it did. Now I want you to track with me. So the first thing that God said in verse 1 and 2, he said, he said, send men to scout and explore the land uh, that I have given you. So this is what I want you to get here. This is what he's, what he's saying, that he's given us, given us this land, he has given us this earth to manage and to control. And that management um, and control comes through us, the, the, son, the sons of God. And the Bible says that the earth is waiting on the sons of God to, to, to realize who they are and to walk in the power and authority that God has given them, right? So God told them, I've given you this land. It's yours. Go take it. Go take possession of it, right? They went over there. They saw the proof of, the, of, of what God said that was there. They, they brought back, you know, uh, a big old cluster is what the Bible says of, of grapes. And so the proof was there. But listen, listen to this. And it says, um, they told Moses, we came to the land which you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. This is its fruit. But the people who dwell there are strong and the cities are fortified, very large. Moreover, over there we saw the sons of Anak. He says, Amalek, Amalek dwells in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell in the sea and along the side of the Jordan. Caleb quieted the people, the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. We are well able to conquer it. Okay, so... I was when I was you know reading back over this again uh, today, and and I was equating it with what's going on today. There's a lot of things going on in our land. There's a lot of fear. Uh, there's a lot of sorrow. There's a lot of uh, people that are lost. There's people that are confused. There's all kinds of things that are going on in the land. The land that God has called us to possess. The land that God has called us to manage. The land that God has called us to shift and change the atmosphere. We, who? Us. Us, the children of the most high God. He is called, he is calling his, his apostles. 
He is calling forth his prophets, his teachers, his pastors, his evangelists to rise up and decree and declare the word of the Lord. So I'm going to finish. I'm on verse 31. And it says, and his fellow scout said, we are not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are stronger than we. And that's what a lot of people think today, that everything that's going on, uh, this, this COVID-19 is stronger than us. Well, it's not. It's not. We have got to rise up and walk in what God has called us to walk in, to put on the whole armor of God and decree and declare in this earth what the word says about us and what's going on. We are to call um, everything that's in confusion and out of order right now into order. That That's the mandate on our life. So why do I continue to go back to the beginning? I go back to the beginning because the beginning is what sets the boundary of who we are in him. The beginning is what establishes our authority in this earth. The beginning is the most powerful part of our story. That when he made us, he blew the breath of life in us. So every day that we breathe, we are releasing the breath of God into the atmosphere. And the breath of God has life is a life-giving thing, and it shifts, and it changes things, and it brings things into alignment. That's why I continue to go back to the beginning, the beginning, because you have got to understand the image that you were made in, and it was his image, and it was his likeness, and it was when he stepped out into darkness, things, the, the whole earth was, it, it, well, wasn't made, so he said it was, it was complete darkness and a void and empty. And I feel like that's what that virus is trying to do. It is trying to make darkness prevalent. And he's trying to make us void and empty. But when we, when we speak what God speaks about us, it brings things to life. It shifts. It changes. It is a life-giving word that we have on the inside of us. We have um, in, in a wellspring of life that springs forth when we speak, when we speak in, in other tongues, when we speak uh, and decree what God has said about us. He has called us kings in this earth. That's what Romans says. He says we are to reign as kings. King speaks a word and it is established. And that's what he's calling us to do. Okay, I'm going to finish because, seriously, this is really scripture heavy tonight. So, and he says, he says, verse 32, so they brought the Israelites an evil report. Anything that doesn't line up with what God is saying, it's an evil report. Anything. So, um, verse 32, he said, he said, so they brought the Israelites an evil report of the land which they had scouted out, saying the land through which we went to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. Does that sound familiar? And all the people that we saw in, the, uh, in it are men of great stature. So this is, this is what's going on. They have a perception of themselves that they're less than. There's people, there's, there's people, Christians, all around the world that have a perception that you're less than and you're not. And, and, and if you would meditate on, on what Genesis 1 and 26, 27 says, that we're made in his image and that he has given us all authority, 
and all power in this earth. That's re reflected again when Jesus came back. And Jesus in Luke 10, 19 says that I, I give you power and authority over, over any demonic thing in this earth, right? We'll get to that soon. So verse 33, and it says, there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. This, this is the image that was programmed in them because, listen, they came out of bondage. They came out of Egypt, right? And when you stay in a mindset, uh, a prison bondage for year, year after year after year, you start to believe that mindset. You start to believe the lies that the enemy has, has spoken to you. You start to believe the people that are around you that have uh, spoken death over you. You start to believe those things. So God brought them out of Egypt, but they still had the, the image of Egypt on the inside of them. So they didn't see themselves as the way God saw them. They didn't see themselves the way Moses or Caleb saw themselves. They didn't. They had a, 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 a different per, perception and an image about themselves. So let me keep going. So um, I'm in... Chapter 14, and I think I started with verse 1. And all the congregations, all the congregation cried out with a loud voice, and they wept at night. <clears throat> all the Israelites grumbled, deplored their situation, accusing Moses and Aaron, to whom the whole congregation said, Would that we had died in Egypt. Or that we had died in this wilderness. Why does the Lord bring us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will be prey. It is not better for us to return. Is it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us choose a captain and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of Israel, of the Israelites. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip a few scriptures, but the, if, you, if you go back and study and read that, you'll see where, where Caleb and, and Joshua uh, said that they, we, could, we could take this land. He said that this land is for us. We could take it. He says the Lord delights in us. He said that the, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, the land flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. That's verse 9. He's saying don't rebel. Listen, I know it right now, this, like I said last week, this is just a season. Seasons pass, right? They do. This is just a season that we're in, and I want to encourage you not to give up. Don't rebel. Don't, don't doubt God. Don't think that God is angry. God's not angry. God will never use evil to teach us anything, ever, ever. Don't put this on God. Don't put this on, on, on his character because God's character is, is a character of integrity. He says that my word will not return void. God said, this is, this is what he said. He said in Psalms 138 and 2, he says, For I have magnified my word above my name. 
So God's promises are true. God is faithful. God's not left you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is, he is still here, and he's waiting on us to walk in what he has placed upon us. There's a lot of us in this season that your mantles that God has placed on you that are, are going to arise. There's a lot of you that God's going to stir up the gifts and the callings on the inside of you. And he is going to awaken in you gifts that have been laying dormant. There are a lot of you that, that there is going to be a supernatural shift in your life. And you're going to start to, to walk in what God's call, in the authority that God's calling you into. There's a lot of us, we're going to enter into the wealthy place that he has prepared for us. Okay? I'm going to finish. All right, so I'm going to skip on down to verse 11. And the Lord said to Moses, how, how long will this people provoke me? How long will it be before they believe me? Now listen, this is the same God that showed them miracle after miracle after miracle. This is the same God that brought them out of bondage, and, and they walked across the sea that had been split in two and it was dry land for them. This is the same people that a plague, plagues after plague after plague came upon the land of Egypt and, and it didn't come near them because of the blood of the lamb that was over their uh, doorpost. This, these are the same people that seen and experienced all these miracles and what I'm saying, he is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. God will never, ever forfeit on one of his promises. But you could cause God to forfeit it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get to that. So it says, I'm still on verse 11. He says, and how long will it be before these people believe me? For all the signs which I have performed among them. Right? And I'm going to skip down. Belief, I, I will, I'm going to pause on that. Just for a second. Belief is, is one of the most powerful forces on this earth. Jesus could not do many miracles in, in a town because of their lack of, of belief. They didn't believe him. They didn't believe in him. They didn't believe him. So belief, your lack of belief could cause God not to move in your life. Because it is, it is, really, it is really powerful, right? You can't come to God and ask for anything if you don't believe that he is who he says he is. You understand that? Okay, let me keep going. All right, verses, I want to say 22. And it says, Because all those men who have seen my glory and my miraculous signs, which I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, yet you tested and proved me these ten times and have not heeded my voice. And surely they shall not see the land which I swore to give to their fathers, nor shall any who provoked me see it. Verse 24. And it says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Listen, this is, this is, this is how we should be in this season. We should be like Caleb. We should be a people with a, a spirit that is so trusting and believing God in such a way that we do not waver. We don't look to the left or, and we don't look to the right. 
We trust him. We look unto his word and we meditate on it day and night. And we will see that he will make our ways prosperous and he will see that we will have great success in any endeavor that we do. Okay? So, um, verse 25, and because the Amalek's, and the Canaanites dwell in the valley tomorrow, turn and go into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this evil congregation murmur against me? I have heard the complaints of the Israelites murmuring against me. Listen, God hears your murmuring. He hears your complaining. And God hates murmuring and complaining. What he wants is someone bold enough and confident enough to decree what his word says about this situation, calling those things that be not as though they are. Are, are, are you doing that? Or are you looking with your natural eyes and speaking what you see? We're supposed to be a people that shift things. We're supposed to be a people that, that speak life into the atmosphere, that speak life into other people and to, and, and to encourage and to and to. to Open up blinded eyes. And what I mean, I'm talking about spiritually blinded eyes so that people will see God for who he is and how trustworthy he truly is. Okay, I'm going to continue. He says, how long will this evil congregation murmur against me? I have heard the complaints of the Israelites murmuring against me. Tell them, as I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing I will do it. Check out this next verse. He said, your dead body shall fall in this wilderness. Of all who were numbered of you, from 20 years old and upward, you have murmured against me. This is not the time to complain and to whine about what's happening. This is the time that you should be speaking to the mountain. He said, if you speak to the mountain and have no doubt, we're facing a huge mountain right now. Are you speaking to it? Or are you murmuring and complaining? Are you whining? And he said, listen, he said, tell them as I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do. And listen, he would, why, why is that? It's because you've got to understand that you're made in his image and likeness. And when God spoke something, that word became. And when you speak something, those words become whatsoever you speak. And when you speak something contrary to God's word, guess what? You tie the hands of God. And he can't do anything. So you forfeit on the promises because of your doubt and unbelief. That's really what I believe he wanted us to understand tonight. So I'm going to go on to verses, did I read verse 29? Yep. I'm going to go on to numbers 14 and I'm on verse 34 through 35. And it says, after the number of days in which you spied out the land of Canaan, even 40 days for each day a year shall you bear and suffer for your iniquities, even for 40 years, and you shall know my displeasure. And in the, in the Amplified uh, Classic, it says, the revoking of my promise 
and mind estrangement. But in the King James or the New King James Version, it says my breach of promise. So this is what he's saying. Let me, let me finish. Let me read verse 35. It says, I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely this will I do to all the evil congregation who is gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be consumed by war and disease and plagues, and here they shall die. Okay. So he's saying that you will know my breach of promise. He's saying that I promised you in the very beginning, it was Numbers 13 and 1, he says, go into the land that I have given you. And they went into the land and they saw giants, you know. But you, you want to know something? The giants, when they went into the land, were never heard of again. Is that strange? Has, did anybody else catch that? They were never spoke of again. So they made a mountain out of a molehill. But he said, you will know my revoking of my promise. So you can, can change what God desires for you by the words that you speak. You can alter what he wants us to, to go into the promised land. He wants us, he, he wants this, this virus eradicated, but it's been prolonged. Why? Because of the words that we speak. So if we can get on one accord because there's power in numbers, and if we can declare throughout this entire earth what thus saith the Lord, if we can speak to this mountain and believe in our heart and not doubt that this virus will be eradicated and that we will not go back to life as normal, but we will go back to life the way God wants us into the promised land. So when this, when this ends, and I think it's going to end soon, I really do, because there's a lot of people that are believing the same way that destiny believes. And what we believe is that the word of God is, is faithful and it is trustworthy and it's true. What we believe is that we can speak to a mountain and that mountain will be removed and cast into the sea. We believe that the, the power of death and life is in our tongues and we choose life. Will you believe with us and start speaking to this, this season that we're in so that we can enter into the promised land and have a prepared body ready to receive those that are coming, those that have never received Christ as Lord and Savior, that we're prepared in this season to see the revival that is going to come at the end of all of this. I want a prepared people. I want people that are walking in their uh, anointings, in, in the gifts, in their graces. And, and, and I want to see signs, miracles, and wonders. That's what God's waiting on. That's what the earth is waiting on. The earth is waiting on the sons of God to rise up. And I'm telling you tonight, rise up, sons of God. Prepare yourself. God wants to use you mightily in this earth. This is the season that we've waited on to show forth his glory in this earth. Amen? Now listen, 
I know there's some of you that still need prayer. I want you to send your prayer requests. I want you to, we have numbers here. Our prayer partners are ready. They're on standby, and they're ready to pray with you for whatever you are going through. Send us a DM. Send me a message in, in the comments on Facebook, whatever it is that you need to do. And we here are going to touch and agree in prayer. And we're going to believe that God is, is ready to uh, show himself strong for you. He will fight for you. He will defend you. And he will vindicate you. Amen. Thank you guys for joining tonight. It is truly an honor and a pleasure to be with you all. And um, I will see you guys uh, next week. I hope you got something out of this. I, I want you guys to go and study this out and see how this lines up with what's happening today. Okay? All right. I'm going to end for good or for now. <laughs> Thanks again, and I'll see you soon. Be blessed.